Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about the program, podcast, Living Truth Christian Fellowship here in Corona, and how to donate when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael's son, Shane Lance, in part three of his teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, called The Eternal Prize. So Corinth loved the games, the athletics, the competition. And if you look at history, we know that the Roman government used the things like the Colosseum to actually distract its people from how bad the government was crumbling. But athletics were a huge part of the culture. And the Isthmian Games were only second, second only to the Olympic Games. And they were a great national festival. And the word race here, Paul would have kind of been referring to a very common competition in the Isthmian Games, which was a 600-foot running like a sprint race so like a you could equivalent that to like a dash you know in our olympic games so it's a quick sprint but our life as many of you have probably heard in church before could be better compared to a marathon it's a it's a pace right it's a steady slow pace not slow maybe moderate and so this example that paul gives is very uh much applicable to the culture and uh, Paul would have been in Corinth during the games in AD 51. And people who are uh, in these games, it's not just like, you know, you're pounding an in and out double-double, have never trained a lick, and you show up at the gates and you're like, shine me up. I'm going to do the 600-yard dash. No. The people who are in these competitions have been training for anywhere from 10 to 12 months. Right, even like, and I love how like easy this is to understand because I look at our Olympic games now. It's the same thing. These Olympian, these Olympic athletes, they don't show up like I started snowboarding last week. I'm going to jump in there. No, they've been snowboarding for like 30 years. They've been training, excruciating training, and and it's just like this intensive thing for the past year or so. They've been training hard. And I would submit to you that the same thing has to be true of our life as Christians. We can't just show up and expect that, you you know, if you leave today and you know nothing about your faith and you try to share the gospel with somebody, well, hello, train up in the ways of Christ. Train yourself. And luckily, if you hate running, look, I was that kid in junior high. You guys know the mile club? It was like this thing. Bradley knows, you know, we went to junior high together, and you had to be like this, you know, you had to be like, it was always the soccer players, you know, and I was like kind of chubby in junior high, and oh man, I wanted that shirt so bad, it said mile club on it, and then you had a blank spot on the back, and you'd write with a sharpie your time, and so for the guys, you had to be under six minutes, 30 seconds, so I trained for the mile club in eighth grade, and I was like, I'm going to get that shirt and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be able to show everybody that I can run a mile in under six minutes, 30 seconds. Now I look back at it, I'm like, I don't care what my mile time is, man. But at the time, that was my goal, right? So I trained, and I tried so hard. And man, I look back, and the PE coach felt so bad for me. And I come in, I cross that line. I'm like, <laughs> you know? And he's like, all right, kid, uh, you got to shave two minutes off, and you'll make it. But two minutes? Are you kidding me? I never made the mile club. But then uh, I played football my freshman year of high school, and I lost, well, I, I, I didn't lose any weight. I just got like six inches taller, and all of a sudden running was like, wow, this is, this is pretty nice, you know? 
And then I got married, and now running is, again, terrible. I do the stair steppers. I can lean on that bar and just... All the bodybuilders do that, so I figure I'm, I'm on the right track if I can do that. But it's something that we train for. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. And some of you are discouraged this morning. And just the idea, like I said, of sharing your faith is overwhelming because you feel like if they're going to ask a question and I'm not going to know. First of all, it's okay to not have all the answers. Every time I talk to Jehovah's Witnesses or the Mormons that come to our door, we're both okay with like, you know what, I don't know. Why don't you come back? They never come back. Because usually my dad jumps in and then... <laughs> it's all over from there, man. They're like, well, actually, we have an appointment... Um, But these games would consist of, of boxing, bare-knuckle boxing. Have you guys ever seen bare-knuckle boxing? Oh, gosh. Brutal, man. I hate movies where somebody punches somebody in the face, and, and then the cop's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, would you punch somebody in the face? Not that I've ever done that. I've been in a few fights, but it, they were justified. But uh, it is not like that, okay? You punch somebody in the face, your hand is jacked up, man. It is not like you're just like, all right, cool, guys. You can't even move your fingers. You're like, oh, you know? And so I just hate that. That's nothing to do with what we're talking about this morning. But uh, so there was boxing, there was wrestling, and then there was these brutal combat sports, chariot racing. That's insane. And so this was not like something that you just showed up to not having prepared and been ready. And Paul says, you know, they do it, the winners of this game, they do it for an imperishable crown, but we do it, uh, so they do it for a perishable crown or wreath, but we do it for an imperishable, an eternal prize. And what Paul's referring to there is the crown that would often be given in these games was a crown of pine. Uh, I don't know about you, but that does not sound worth it to me. Um, even the, the greatest bragging rights, I'm like, hmm, I'd rather not get punched in the face personally uh, and have to like do these brutal sports for a pine wreath, a pine wreath. So eventually the prize was moved in uh, throughout history. They, they bumped it up to 100 days worth of wages. That's a little more uh, reasonable, I guess, but still, I'd rather just go to work every day and, you know, that's just me though. No one else agrees, I guess. Uh, I'm just kidding. And so there's this idea that there's a training that happens. And look at verse 26. It says, So I do not aimlessly, I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and I keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. So Paul is saying, look, I don't, I don't do it aimlessly as I train in the ways of Christ. There's a purpose. Now, this is why I have the, the bag up here this morning. I uh, work out at UFC gym, and so the, the, it's, if you don't know what UFC is, it's Ultimate Fighting Championship. So there's MMA, martial arts, uh, there's Krav Maga, uh, Jiu-Jitsu, and so they have all these classes. So I've taken some of the boxing classes and stuff. But So now I work out at another gym with my wife, and this is oftentimes what I see at the gym. And I remember they're like, oh, no, don't go try to fight someone. Don't do it. Don't do it. Your head's getting big right now, but it's not good. Because the form is just not there. Or sometimes I see guys are doing the sit-ups and they're like, and I'm like, what is that doing for you? Sorry if you do that. I, that's just my opinion. 
But there's a form in boxing, right? There's basic things like 45 degree angle, chin, cheek, back heels up. When I jab, I'm stomping. I'm stomping with my jab and I'm packing my, I'm right-handed. So my power punch comes from my right hand. There's form, there's purpose. If you watch, if you watch a professional boxer training, his steps are, are mapped out. There's a purpose in every punch. He's not just like the guys I see at the gym. Like, what are you punching the guy in the thigh? There's a purpose to the punch. And that's kind of what Paul is saying this morning. Why do you, and this is what I'm going to ask you this morning is, why are you here this morning? Are you here because this is just what you do, but there's no real purpose in your punch this morning? You're kind of just here, you're, you're going through the motions, you're kind of like that guy I see at the gym, and I'm like, what's going on, dude? I can tell that there's, there's just no order to what's happening, and church, maybe for you this morning, has kind of become part of your routine, but you're not really leaving here affected by what you hear because you're not really coming ready to train, ready to sweat a little bit. And I can't put it all on the church congregants because unfortunately in our church culture right now, I don't think many of the pastors are really good trainers. If you don't teach the whole counsel of God, you, you aren't a good trainer. It's like not going to school for kinesiology and then jumping into a job as a trainer. And you don't really understand the functionality of the body. You don't understand how muscles work, what groups to work out together, how to recover, what's the proper diet. And so the call is to pastors that they would preach the whole counsel of the word of God. And that's what Paul is doing in the section. He's coming to a people group. He's relating to them, but he's not holding back. And it, with every punch, if you will, that's thrown, there's a purpose. He knows his audience. He knows who he's trying to reach. And he's saying, look, these are things that you guys are doing okay and doing well, but here's a lot of things you guys need to fix. No one likes being on the receiving end of that. Anybody in here just love getting corrected? No. And so that's my point is that this morning, I think, if you will, we're called to sweat a little bit. We're called to go through Having to exert, if I go to the gym every week and I bench press the bar, I mean, maybe I'll see some more definition, but I'm not getting any stronger. Not really. I need to put some weight on there, man, so that when I go down, it's like a struggle. And when I push back up, it's even more of a struggle. Because under the, the pressure, under the tension, the stress, as I sweat, as I break down the fibers of that muscle, they will grow back bigger and stronger. That's what you do when you go to the gym and lift, and some of you are like, why does it hurt so bad? You're literally tearing your muscle fibers. That's what it is. All these little movements and stuff are designed to literally tear up your muscles so that they'll build back stronger. And sometimes God wants to tear us down a little bit in love, break some of that old stuff away so that as we grow back, it's stronger, it's better equipped, it's more stretchy and flexible. And for some of us this morning, maybe it's been a little while since we've been really stretched. Maybe it's been a while since we've spent time with the Lord. And that's kind of what I'm getting at this morning. Paul comes before the Corinthian church and he says look you guys gotta run to win there's an eternal prize 
at stake. The Ministry of Walk in Truth and Pastor Michael Lance would like to give you a copy of his book, Suit Up, Putting on the Full Armor of God. You know, I wrote Suit Up because I sense the need in the body of Christ and really in my own life to be suited up with the armor of God. Armors for one thing, protection. From what? Well, from temptation, from the enemy, from falling, from being wounded, from hurting others. So we suit up, that's the image, we put on the armor of God so that we can be protected and effective in our Christian walk and help others in the battle and the journey. We will send you a copy of Suit Up as a thank you when you send a financial gift of $5 or more to Walk in Truth. Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry, and we appreciate your help to broadcast and grow the ministry to more radio stations. Please give online at walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com. Click the Donate button or call 844-48-TRUTH. Make sure you subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. Now, back to Walk in Truth. With every punch, if you will, that's thrown, there's a purpose. He knows his audience. He knows who he's trying to reach. And he's saying, look, these are things that you guys are doing okay and doing well, but here's a lot of things you guys need to fix. No one likes being on the receiving end of that. Anybody here just love getting corrected? No. And so that's my point, is that this morning, I think, if you will, we're called to sweat a little bit. We're called to go through having to exert. If I go to the gym every week and I bench press the bar, I mean, maybe I'll see some more definition, but I'm not getting any stronger. Not really. I need to put some weight on there, man, so that when I go down, it's like a struggle. And when I push back up, it's even more of a struggle. Because under the the pressure, under the tension, the stress, as I sweat, as I break down the fibers of that muscle, they will grow back bigger and stronger. That's what you do when you go to the gym and lift, and some of you are like, why does it hurt so bad? You're literally tearing your muscle fibers. That's what it is. All these little movements and stuff are designed to literally tear up your muscles so that they'll build back stronger. And sometimes God wants to tear us down a little bit in love, break some of that old stuff away so that as we grow back, it's stronger, it's better equipped, it's more stretchy and flexible. And for some of us this morning, maybe it's been a little while since we've been really stretched. Maybe it's been a while since we've spent time with the Lord. And that's kind of what I'm getting at this morning. Paul comes before the Corinthian church and he says, look, you guys got to run to win. There's an eternal prize at stake. And this is the last thing that I'll say this morning is that, now Paul's not saying that our Christian life is like a solo race. Uh, There's no team sports in the Isthmian game. So there's no like baseball or football that you can refer to in this culture right now. Team sports are pretty much not a thing right now in this culture. So he's giving the best example he can. But I would say that as we run the race, it's not like when Paul goes to evangelize with somebody, I'm like, hey, watch out, Paul. I'm going to do it. It's not a competition between me and Paul. 
Me and Paul are on the same team. And that's really, we, we say all the time we're a family here this morning. Well, we don't just throw that around because it sounds nice. We need to be united. We need to be a family. We need to be a team running together. And that means that when somebody falls, maybe we slow down a little bit to help them back up. I love that imagery. There's a video that circulated YouTube and social media for a while, and it was a, a softball game, and um, the girl, like, hits a home run and wins the game. It's like a walk-off home run. Uh, but as she's, it's kind of embarrassing for her. I feel bad. But as she's rounding first base, she, like, blows her ankle out. Like, she just kind of steps on the base wrong and, like, goes down. And in baseball, you've got you to gotta run around the diamond and you've got to touch all the bases for a home run to be valid. You can't just, like, hit the home run and go sit in the dugout. You have to run around the bases, just the rules. And so the other team knows the game is over, and they actually pick her up and, and walk her around the diamond from second base to third base to home. Sealing their defeat, but that's the cool thing about us this morning. Since we're on the same team, when one of us falls, everybody wins when we help each other. And some of you are like, oh, that's a cheesy example. Maybe, but it's true. That this morning, we are fighting for the same purpose. And the scripture says that the crowns that we get in this life will cast before the feet of Jesus. And I really think that the reason that it says that is because when we finally get there, we're going to realize that there's nothing that compares to just being in his presence. We don't need, I, that's the way I see it is, I don't need this crown. Lord, it's yours. I couldn't have done any of it without you anyways. And so as we, we seek that eternal prize, that's my prayer this morning. That we would be a united front, church. That we wouldn't compromise on truth because it might hurt somebody's feelings. But that we would speak the truth in love. Jesus was about relationships. And even the woman at the well is a perfect example. Jesus could have come in and been like, now you listen to me, woman. And guns blazing. But actually, he speaks with truth and boldness, but he does it in love. And he actually shows her that she's loved. And I think that if we went out as a church this morning and when the guy cuts you off, when you inevitably leave here and spiritual warfare already begins, because it will, that we would operate in love, church. That when the family member does that same thing for the 900 millionth time and you're like, I'm going to kill you, that you'd operate in love. That when somebody who's gay walks into the doors of the church, we wouldn't judge them immediately but that maybe we'd start praying for him instead. Because I think that sometimes we build up barriers around this place when it needs to be a refuge. Because when you're hurting, when you're broken and you come here, I pray that that's what it is for you. And look, none of us are perfect. We've all said things, done things that we wish we could, we'd give anything to go back and undo it. But I believe that if we run to win this morning, if we train ourselves in the ways of Christ, if we pursue Him with everything that we are, that's my pursuit this morning. I want to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter in. 
And as we sing this last song, the band can come out. That's weird. It's supposed to be me too. Uh, we're going to sing a song called Forever Rain. And Chris and I were kind of talking, and he was like, well, what closing song should we do? And I was like, gosh, I don't know. I mean, how do you talk about boxing in a song? Lord, I'm going to punch him. No, that's... And uh, I, I thought, you know what song we should do, Chris? We should do Forever Rain. And the chorus of the song says, And oh, I'm running to your arms. The riches of your love will always be enough. Because nothing compares to your embrace. Light of the world, forever rain. And then the, the bridge of the song is my favorite part. It says, My heart will sing no other name. Just Jesus. So this morning, as we close, I believe there's power through music. There's power through music when God is at the center of it. Would you stay and worship with us? And would you pray with me? Lord, thank you for this morning. Thank you, God, that you are so faithful. And even though we are so extremely unworthy to even be in your presence, God, you come into this place and you speak and you move. And I thank you for your heart that's on display. I thank you for the words of Paul that you ultimately spoke, God, that we are to run to win. And even when it feels like we can't take another step, I pray, God, that you would give us the strength that we need to continue to persevere. Even when those obstacles come, when those hurdles come, God, when the cramps come, when we feel dehydrated and tired, we keep pushing for your glory, Lord. And I pray for those who are hurting this morning that they would find comfort in you, Jesus, that they would know who you are and what you've done for them. And Lord, we pray that in your name. Amen. You're listening to Walk in Truth. This was the conclusion of Shane Lance's teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 called The Eternal Prize. Remember to visit our website, walkintruth.com. It's our communication tool for you to learn more about our ministry, listen to programs you might have missed, get resources to help you in your Bible study, give a donation, and just contact us with questions or prayer requests. Again, the website is walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, here's the bottom line on 1 Corinthians 9. Run in such a way that you may win. Run to win. You see, winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. I do all things for all men that I might win some. See, Paul was driven by winning. Winning. And that is winning souls for Christ. This is a great goal to have in 2020. And it's a goal that I want to have more of as well. I want to have my eyes open to divine appointments. When I'm somewhere and it looks like God's opened the door, I want to pray about it. I want to be ready for it. And then I want to just extend the gospel. You may say, well, how do you do that, Pastor Michael? It seems like the first, you know, breaking the ice can be hard. Eh, you can talk about a lot of different things. You can find a way to connect. You can even just have a church card or a gospel tract on you. Be prepared for the opportunities. Preparation is important to winning, right? And then when you go out, have a church card where you fellowship at or have a gospel tract in your pocket. Expect the opportunities and uh, you'll be ready and you'll be you'll be more apt uh, to walk through those open doors. 
Well, that's the eternal prize. Next time on this program, Walk in Truth, we're going to talk about temptation. I'm sure we all could use that, especially in light of a new year and New Year's resolutions and the temptations to fall right back into those old patterns. Well, we're going to see the example of ancient Israel and the wilderness and learn how do we take the way of escape when we're being tempted. What are the keys to overcoming a temptation and escaping it instead of giving into it? That's next time here on Walk in Truth. That'll be on Monday's program, The Way of Escape. Hey, this weekend, one of the great things you can do to make sure that you're anchoring yourself in the truth is to fellowship with other believers. Go to church. Be the church. Don't just attend. Use your gifts. You can come on out to Living Truth this weekend. We have service times at 9 and 11, 15 a.m. The Church Living Truth, where I serve as senior pastor, is right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue in the city of Corona. There's stuff for the kids, childcare. There's stuff for all different ages for uh, your kids to be taught the truth. There's junior high and senior high youth group at second service, a young adult study on Sunday nights, and so much more. The church is at 1009 Arsenal Way. Think of the armor of God in Corona, 1009 Arsenal Way. And you can download the Living Truth app in your app store to get information, directions, and many more details that I can't give you on the air. I would love to meet you, have you come on out and be part of a worship service here. Especially if you don't have a home church, it would be great to have you. 9, 11, 15 a.m., come on out to Living Truth. We'll see you here. Tune in Monday for Pastor Michael's message called The Way of Escape. And please visit walkintruth.com to learn more about our mission. Hey, have a great weekend. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.